Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode 46. This week we are studying the books of Hosea and Joel. Uh, recommended readings are Hosea chapters 1 through 6 and 10 through 14, and uh, the whole book of Joel, which is just three chapters. Um, these books seem to have been written at different times, um, if, although they are right next to each other in the text. Hosea and Joel were both prophets. Uh, Hosea is kind of unique because he was a prophet that was called to teach um, or to preach to the northern kingdom of Israel. Uh, most of the Old Testament writings, especially after the split of the northern and southern kingdoms, are focused on prophets who are called to the southern kingdom, which is where Jerusalem was. Uh, the northern kingdom uh, was taken captive long before the southern kingdom was. And uh, we know that Hosea was likely a contemporary of Isaiah and that his prophecies happened before the Assyrian conquest of the northern kingdom. Uh, Joel was a prophet for the southern kingdom. And it looks like his writings may have happened after the Jews returned to Jerusalem uh, following their Babylonian captivity. I just want to say here that I am not an Old Testament scholar. I do a little bit of research to get this information. I try to do it from reputable sources. So if any of you out there are smarter than I am about this, which I'm sure many of you probably are, please excuse any mistakes I'm making. Feel free to contact me to correct me about that. My expertise is mental health. I'm much better researched and educated in that area. Uh, but this week, I want to focus a little bit on some of the writings of Joel and how they apply to the process of change. Uh, so many times, change is perceived as a scary thing for people. Uh, I'm one of those people. I'm uh, very much a creature of habit, but I know that change is good for me. And I think one of the things that we need to understand is that change is one of the core purposes of our life here on earth. We are not here to stay the same. We are not here to return to our Heavenly Father exactly like we came here. We're, we're to become very, very different. We're to be eventually become like God and do what He does. Um, but change can be difficult. In Joel chapter 2, starting in verse 12, it says, Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. I love the two references to heart in that scripture that says we're not to rend our garments like some people would do in olden times as a show of grief and repentance, but to rend our hearts, to break our hearts. Reminds me of uh, the idea of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Anytime that we become stronger, there has to be kind of a breaking process associated with that. If you think about exercise, that's how it happens. If you do hard exercise, your muscles get broken down and then they get rebuilt stronger. That's how muscles grow. Spiritual and mental health progress happens the exact same way. Uh, there's a great song called Broken by Kenneth Cope, which is a favorite of mine. Let me just read a little bit of the lyrics of that. Broken clouds give rain. Broken soil grows grain. Broken bread feeds man for one more day. Broken storms yield light. The break of day heals night. Broken pride turns blindness into sight. Broken souls that need his mending. Broken hearts for offering. Could it be that God loves broken things? So it's through that breaking that we get ready for the change and the growth. Um, and so by that estimation, then maybe we shouldn't fear change nearly as much. We shouldn't fear difficulty. 
even our mental health issues. If mental health issues are the catalyst for us to break so that we can rebuild, then perhaps they are a blessing instead of a liability. Also in Joel chapter two is an old scripture mastery scripture. If any of my seminary teachers are listening, uh, I still remember most of my scripture mastery scriptures. You'll find these ones in verses 28 and 29. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. I love this scripture for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is because it refers to both, it refers to revelation and prophecy coming to both men and women. Sometimes the scriptures are pretty male heavy, um, and uh, at least, but we know that all of God's children contribute to the growth of the kingdom. And so I love that it refers to um, the sons and daughters prophesying and servants and handmaids receiving that pouring out of the spirit. And this scripture in Joel is being fulfilled right now. We are in the last days. And the Spirit of God is being poured out. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth, and it can help us tell the difference between truth and error. There is a one of my favorite, favorite um, LDS talks. It's called Stand Forever. It's a 2019 BYU devotional address uh, given by Elder Lawrence Corbridge. I highly recommend that you read it. Uh, just go in and do an internet search for Stand Forever BYU, and it's probably the first thing that will come up. And in that talk, Elder Corbridge says the following, people say you should be true to your beliefs. While that is true, you cannot be better than that what you know. Most of us act based on our beliefs, especially what we believe to be in our own self-interest. The problem is we are sometimes wrong. When you act badly, you may think you are bad when in truth you are usually mistaken. You are just wrong. The challenge is not so much closing the gap between our actions and our beliefs, rather, the challenge is closing the gap between our beliefs and the truth. That is the challenge. I loved that when I first heard that because it made so much sense to me. I've always believed that the things that we do on a daily basis, sometimes we do things that we think we don't want to do, but in reality, we do want to do it. Anything you do, you're not necessarily doing against your will. You're doing it because at some level, you believe that's the right thing to do. And what Elder Corbridge is saying is that if we believe things that are inaccurate, that may fuel uh, ineffective behaviors or inaccurate beliefs. And so the process of changing behavior is the process of changing our beliefs and learning to align our beliefs more closely with truth. Now that happens in matters of the spirit and it also happens in matters of regular life. And it's particularly true in matters of mental health because what you believe about things absolutely affects how you think about things. We've talked about that before. We'll continue to talk about it because it's just bedrock mental health principle. Um, if you believe things about yourself that aren't true, then you are likely to have more emotional distress than if you align your beliefs with truth. For example, if you believe that you are incapable, just like generally incapable, then that's likely to lead to feelings of sadness or depression. But the truth is you are not generally incapable. The truth is you have capacities, at least some capacities, some things that you can do. And, uh, and, and that's a more accurate version of that belief. Instead of saying, I'm no good at anything, you could say, well, I'm good at some things and not good at others. If you believe the future is going to be terrible, then you're likely to have more anxiety. But the truth is the future is not going to be terrible because God will help us have a great future as we trust in him. The process of mental health therapy is most often the process of just exchanging old untrue beliefs for new, more accurate beliefs. 
And this process can happen through analyzing our beliefs and making an effort to resist the untrue and embrace the true. This can take a long time, but it gets easier as we practice it. And this process is also assisted by the Holy Ghost as one of the primary roles of the Holy Ghost is to teach and testify of truth, no matter what sort of truth, either spiritual or temporal, although all things are spiritual to God. The closer we grow to God and the more we have his spirit in our lives, the easier we will be able to discern truth from error, even in our own thoughts about ourselves. And this can help us develop better mental health. So before we talk about this week's invitation, just a general reminder about the weekly invitations. Uh, don't do all of them. Don't get overwhelmed. You'll find themes over time. The invitation for today is uh, similar to one we did um, six or seven weeks ago. So maybe this is something that works for you and you might want to do this one again. Uh, and sometimes over time, the, over, the invitations overlap. And again, you'll find those themes that can help you. So here's this week's invitation. Um, I want you to write down a negative thought that you often have, something that leads to feelings of depression or anxiety or some other distressing emotion. Then I want you to look for three scriptures that contradict the core belief that's associated with that negative thought. Then I want you to write down a more accurate version of that negative thought. Um, this version should be is probably going to be more positive and based on truth. I do have free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and implement this week's and former week's invitations. To find out how to get these, just sign up for my email newsletter. You can find the link for that in the show notes, and then you'll get an email every week that has a link to the, um, the current worksheet. Please also subscribe to my podcast if you uh, so you can easily access new episodes, and please share if you find it helpful. I also have a free resource to help you better understand loved ones who are questioning their faith. In it, you can find hope and insight to better comprehend and manage your thoughts and feelings about these issues. Just go to the show notes and click on the link for more information. Thanks for listening. And until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com.